Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, on our last episode where Manny Machado is a Baltimore Oriole, we will talk about the latest trade updates, uh, and we'll also talk about the Orioles' recent two-game winning streak. A lot to get excited about. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Section 336. Baltimore's best section 336, the number one sports broadcast gets your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336 and next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearly starring host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rody. What up, 336ers? And the button lover, Josh Sroka. We did a smart thing when we made that intro song. We didn't put in any player names in there. We mentioned Buck. Yeah. But no Jones, no Machado, no Brock, no Britton. Kept it safe. And Buck's going to outlast them all. <laughs> I uh, doubt that. Uh, he's going to outlast those guys. I mean, if Buck, if this doesn't get Buck fired, what does? Yeah. Right. It's, it's good to have us all back in the studio, by the way. Yeah, hey, I was going to say... Uh, Three of us in the studio, and then it'll probably be the last time for a while. I heard a rumor we're shutting this show down once Manny gets traded. I just don't see what the point is anymore. Yeah. We're 500 games under 500. <laughs> we'll our just be- go. Our best player hey, is gone. We just won back to back. We'll go on hiatus until the team is relevant again and just be the fair weather podcast. Yeah. I think if you trade um, Adam Jones and Machado, our top hitter is batting 250. I think that's a fact. Is that Trey Mancini? I, I think that's like Trumbo or Valencia. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, boy. Danny Valencia, he should be our all-star representative. But it's all right. The Orioles brought back a star yesterday. They finally signed someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, they didn't extend scope. As they, a possible replacement for Manny? They didn't sign Manny. They've signed a new third baseman. You, you, well, not a new third baseman, but they brought in a third baseman veteran. You swing, uh, when Manny Machado gets straight, you swing Tim Beckham to short and put old Brooksy at third again? <laughs> He's probably better than Beckham. Yeah. And then Palmer can come in and pitch. Oh, hold on. I get it now. You're talking about Brooks Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, who made it very clear in the broadcast yesterday he has nothing to do with the baseball side of the Orioles. Yeah. He wanted everyone to know he had nothing to do with that. Is that to set himself apart from Jim Palmer? I think he was setting himself apart from the organizational moves. Oh. I don't or, understand his job or the hire. What's the point? I don't know. It's well, like, I, think it's, it, it's it? I think it's just, and I didn't read anything really about it. I just assume it's. Like a team ambassador, right? Like yes. to represent the team. I think of it like an honorary degree from a college. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're a real doctor. But it's but he is he is Orioles. Le- he's a legend, of course. But he, like he, they don't need to hire him for us to know that, right? But but 
it's good to have him associated with the team. And who else are they going to put out there that Oriole fans adore? Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken would be the only other option. There's nobody and, on the team right now that we adore. Right. So they might well, as well no, bring back a guy who retired right. 30 years the guy, ago. The guys players adore 40 are, years ago. Adam Jones and Manny Machado, and those guys are leaving. And I don't know if adore is the right answer for Manny Machado. <laughs> yeah. But either way, those guys are leaving. Covet. Right. So they got to bring someone back that fans have no issue with. I don't think there's any connection to losing Machado and Jones and to bringing in Brooks. I think it's just a nice thing to do that I don't know why it wasn't done before. But it, I, you see this with a lot of teams where a lot of the Hall of Famers and a lot of veterans are involved. At some, I mean, we, we've seen it because we've interacted with Al Bumbry. Larry uh, Bigby. We, with Larry Bigby. Rick Krivda. Yeah, and then Brooks Robinson. All of them in the same. Right. <laughs> Does that work for them all in the same Does that mean uh, Brooks Robinson will be one of the on-field coaches when you get to do that field day next year? Yeah, but if you, if you want to meet someone that's representing the Orioles, there's literally no one, player, former player or current player, in my mind, that I would rather want representing the Orioles than Brooks Robinson. No. Josh and I had a chance to meet Brooks um, several years ago and could not be nicer, just just so down to earth, just a, a normal, cool, gracious, humble dude um, who I have nothing but respect for. And everybody around him has nothing but respect, re, 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 re respect for him. I, I mentioned this, I think, on the show a few weeks ago. I know I said it on Twitter. Just how Manny Machado talks about Brooks Robinson is always so impressive. We saw uh, yesterday Adrian Bel- Beltre was asked about uh, Brooks Robinson. Again, Adrian Beltre, a great third baseman, mm-hmm. said Robinson can do whatever he wants. Like Robinson, he had just a ton of respect for, for Brooks Robinson. So a guy who's just, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the obvious here, but a guy who's just loved and respected by the Orioles and, and, and around baseball. He's a freaking legend. Right. And so, so it's good to see him involved. Yeah, and Brooks said that it came about because John Angelos asked him. And, and John Angelos took him out to lunch and talked to him about this and talked about how to get him back involved, more involved in the Orioles organization. And Brooks said, I just don't want anything to do with the baseball side. I'm past that. Yeah. And so they're still figuring out what this role is, but it's like a community ambassador. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's cool to see Brooks back there. Yeah. It's cool to see John Angelos doing good things again. We, we praised him in what? We like John, yeah. We praised John in some of the decisions with how they handled kids and stuff. Uh, so it's cool to see another like cool move that isn't something on the baseball field and isn't affecting how this team plays, but another cool community move. Yeah. And I, don't, I think if the team wasn't 40 games below 500, it would be non-news, non-hire, non-story. I think it's Brooks Robinson. It's, so it they got to say something to keep people interested yeah but if they do a brooks robinson night place will be packed again i mean we we talked about this last year if you want to get people in the state in the stadium you do more statues you do more throwbacks you remind people of the good times yeah that's why i'm or all you about can try to win baseball games no yeah that'll that. get people in the no, stadium for that. it's too late for that yeah well, I, I realize that this year but even in the future, we really can't do a bird. It's too hard. Right. Right. We, <laughs> I, I agree. We it, tried that. Uh, we, we gave it five years. Seems like we it. can't handle it. So I'm, I'm with Josh. Bring back all the big names. Bring back Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmero. <laughs> Let's bring him back. Lou Ford. Right. Let's bring him all back. If you bring back Sammy Sosa, I will go just to see what he looks like today. We could have uh, Rafael Palmero forgiveness night. 
where yeah. uh, he comes in and asks for the fans' forgiveness. And, 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 the, and the giveaway is big fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big way is big foam <laughs> fingers. And then he could actually be play first base and be the best first baseman we've had in a while. Absolutely, absolutely. He could, be, he could hit more than Chris Davis. That kid's, he's still playing in the independent league, by the way. Rafael Palmeiro is still working on the comeback trail. Good for him. So, so don't sleep on that. Next year is going to be fun with the giveaways. It's going to be like those Bergeson and Birkin years. <laughs> Or like the Oriole T-shirt giveaway for next week, or something like that. I was looking on the site, and it's it's uh, Oriole swinging classic shirt, and it's the it's the circle logo. You uh-huh. know, it's got the bird swinging. Oh sure, I love just that. Plastered on an orange shirt. Yeah. It's real creative. That's but a I, cool logo. That's a, one it. of their good ones. You can't put any players on anything at this time. Uh, Tim Beckham swaggy T. Twitter handle T-shirt is the giveaway for social media night. Yes. So uh, get nice. your tickets. Hot item. Nice. Yep. And we got a Trey Mancini bobblehead night coming up. I would go for that only because I like bobbleheads, even if it is Trey Mancini. Even if it is. Who would you rather right now have a bobblehead? Who, who would well, you want Well, I got Dylan Bundy. I'm happy with that. Well, we still yeah. Happy with on the team? Remember, well, that's a tough question. Right. Remember. You know what I would go for is, a, even though now he's injured, is a, a nice Darren O'Day submariner bobblehead. Is there anything like that? Does that never yeah, been done? Yeah, they did the, they they did did the, the Star Wars. The Star one. Wars, yeah. Oh, oh that's lame. Yeah, I just want a real one. Um, but now that Brooks is back, maybe a Paul Fry I think, bobblehead. I bet, I bet next year we see a Brooks giveaway. I bet we do too. Which would be great, and a Wild Bill right. Hagee giveaway, gonna, and well, an no, Earl we, Weaver we, giveaway. We've gone that way we've gone that route. That was the, uh, that was what two, three years ago. Why don't they have a Chris Davis giveaway and they just give him to whatever team they're playing give that Chris night? Chris Davis away. <laughs> they give his spot in the lineup away to any mm-hmm. to any lucky fan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Can you do as good as Chris Davis? Speaking of promotions, today was the day that we've been waiting for since February. Mm. The on-field experience oh. for season ticket holder, 29-game plan holders or greater. Orange okay. carpet benefits. Remember, they promised this as an orange carpet benefit, something exciting. And and Josh is just kind of sticking his nose at the man uh, to said, screw you, I'm not going. Exactly. Well, no, <laughs> I offered it to you guys. I couldn't make it today. I spit on your benefit. <laughs> and so, I would rather play church league softball than take advantage of that benefit. So, fine, no, sue me. You had to be there at 1130 for the benefit. I had I did not get out of church until twelve thirty. And they didn't realize the World Cup final was going on the same day. I mean not I had better on. things to do. So I passed the tickets on to friend of the show, uh Barstool R D T or R D T Barstool. Right. Maybe Twitter. friend of yours. I don't know my friend of the show seems a little bit much. He but, fills right, in, he of yours. in for you guys all the time when yeah. you guys are gone. Okay. Um he hasn't been on for a while though. But either way, I sent him, I said, report back to me. And the text message I got back was it was kind of neat. You got to walk on the warning track and get your picture taken with the Oriole bird at the end. But you only walked on the warning track in the outfield. And okay. there were no players around. This is during bad practice or before bad practice? Before batting practice. So okay. or Not, there, there was neither no, team was batting? Or there was no batting practice today because of chance of rain. Oh, okay. So they had, uh, the tarp was still out in the picture. So I think that. they still owe you a benefit then. So that is the lamest benefit and no reason to jump up to the 29-game plan. Even not for that. No, not for that. Well, the other benefit is postseason ticket purchasing, and you're not going to get that. <laughs> so uh, stick with the 13 game plan, guys. I mean, I think the biggest benefit is you get to go to 16 more games. Right. Oh, now you're being like the. Now you want to bring in like the Raven fans complaining that all this money and all I get is this lanyard that says Raven season pass. I don't even get the paper tickets anymore. 
Mm. Do you see that that poll going around? Or should I remind you of our text conversation from about three weeks ago where uh, we couldn't make ourselves go to the game? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I did notice, they're hard to watch. I did notice the next week, in like two weeks, when we're home after the All-Star break, we've got three games in that one week. Uh, uh, that's all on you guys. Yeah. I'll be in Florida. We thought that was a good idea back in February. Guess how many of those games we're going to go to? Three back-to-back? It's like a Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Oh, you know what? I took them off of my calendar once I realized I couldn't be there. But I'll be there on August. We have them on August 14th. I might be back by then. Is that a giveaway? Because I, I don't know. Otherwise, I might have something else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go to at least one of them that week. <laughs> you know, and and we've seen the 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 pitching struggle recently as the hitters start to turn to turn around a little bit. Talking about the actual on field play. Oh yeah. But even the pitchers struggling. If you're watching the game, I wonder. Uh, like our defense now has become apparently so bad, it's embarrassing how many balls just drop in front of left or right field as we have Mancini and Valencia out there. Yeah. We don't Th- that it's even hard to assess how good your pitching is when your defense is this bad. Right. You you brought up soft church league softball, and that's what our outfield looks like. Mm. Our outfield is not a professional outfield, and it, it's interesting. We're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna go through trade rumors, and it's inter- it's gonna be interesting to see what the Orioles do. Once they trade out uh, Adam Jones, do we finally get to see Cedric Mullins come up, or do they patch it together with Joey Rickert? We yeah. don't have Rasmus anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think what we're seeing is, and this is this is hard for me to take because I still think we have some good players, but we kind of need a whole overhaul, and we need to like reassess every single position. And and yeah, they might trade Adam Jones. I'm not convinced they will, but they might trade Adam Jones. I hope they do. But for the guy, him. Yeah, I hope for him too, and then I hope he signs with us again uh, after this yeah, year as a right fielder. As a right fielder, I agree. Uh, but the guy who really—I just feel like so many things would fall in line if we could just find a way to trade Mark Trumbo, because then all of a sudden that frees up the DH. Then I envision Chris Davis. Can we transition him to right, defense? Trey Mancini. They, Trey, Trey Mancini can go to first. Then all of a sudden we can have, heaven forbid, three real outfielders playing outfield. Because this Trey Mancini left, and we love Trey Mancini, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. But the left field experiment, I think we're finding both with Valencia and like we tried with Pedro Alvarez. You just can't move anyone in the outfield. You just can't move these first basemen that you don't have a spot for into the outfield. It doesn't. It doesn't make for winning baseball. So I, I hope we find a way to get out of Mark because right now we have three first basemen. And I'm okay with two first basemen because then one can play DH. But when you have three first basemen and one plays DH. One place for space, and you got to do something with the other guy. And right now, that other guy is Trey Mancini's playing left field, and it's not no, working. No. And I don't know if it's going to take uh, someone besides Buck Showalter to see that, that it doesn't work, that defense matters in the major leagues. Because Buck Showalter says defense matters, but then his actions say it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been, I've been pretty um, – I'm curious to see what happens with Buck, Buck Showalter. I've been I'm defending him a lot here because he's brought so much good to this organization – a, he's brought so much good things to the organization. B, I just love to listen to him talk. C, he clearly knows so much more about baseball, and he's a good communicator more than we've had in the past. And right. I just think of all the bad past managers. Sure. But this year is becoming, and with the defense and, and the batting order and, and the insistence on keep on playing guys that aren't playing well, it's become it's going to be really hard to make an argument that Buck Showalter could, should remain the manager of this team. It is hard, and that's the unfortunate thing because there's 
it's he's still the guy I want. Unless you're bringing in a guy like Girardi, who's a proven like winner, uh, who there's he's gonna get picked up somewhere. I don't know who else you go with that I would enjoy as much as I enjoy Buck Showalter. I, I agree, and and but at the same time, if someone argues that Buck Showalter should be fired, I say nothing. No, I, I have nothing to argue against. Like. I, you just look at the record. That, I, that's how they're judged. Yes, I'm shocked that he's not fired yet. I but heard someone say, I think this is true, like Buck Showalter, if he was the the, the the president of operations or whatever, he would probably fire himself at this point. Right. That's probably true. Right. He should be fired. Dan Duquette should be fired. I have no issue with firing either of those guys. But at the same time, as a fan, I'm happy with what they've done outside of this year. And I'd, I'd like to give them more chances because the previous five years have been fun. Yeah. They put an end to the dark ages, the 14 years of below 500. Took us to the playoffs two out of the five. Or was it three out of the five? Three, I think. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 11, thir- 11, no, 12, 14, and, yeah. and 16. Right. And when you look at it. Yeah. Even though that one wild card game shouldn't even count. What was that, 16? Yeah. Yeah, and 14, they probably should have gone a lot further, but that's when they lost Davis mm-hmm. and Machado. Yeah, that was crazy. So, yeah. But still, there's, there's, yeah, you're exactly right. There's no excuse for the past 120 games when they've only won 30 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah like you could justify like, okay, we finished last, even when we finished la- last again, but we lose like 90 games. We can have a discussion here. Well, you know, Buck did all this, but when you're on pace to have, you know, the worst record in, in the history of baseball. Yeah, right. You should it's be hard. fired. It's, yeah, it's hard to make the argument, no matter what you've done in the past, to to keep your. But track. at this point. I don't think he gets fired because at this point you're 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 done. You've there's you're not expecting the team to improve. You're about to trade all your best players. Why would you be if if after the All Star break the Orioles come back and don't have Machado, Jones, Britton, Brock, and then the Orioles lose ten games in a row? Are you going to fire Buck then? Well, I think the end of the season provides a good opportunity to. And you can make the argument, I think a pretty succinct argument, to fire Daniel Kettenbuck Showalter saying, you but had your not. window with these guys. The window's closed. Like we, uh, Machado's gone. Britain's gone. Like the, That window but, has closed. But that's not firing them. Their contract ends at the end of the season. Okay. So that's just letting them like, not resign them. Yeah. So you're not. Are there, are, is a manager's contract guaranteed? Like if they fire him, do they have to keep paying yeah, him? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, that's, why they, that's why they haven't fired them. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, it was interesting. I know in the futures they're doing a bunch of things at the um, with the All Star break, and they had a, a high school home run derby, and the guy who who crushed and led the way, and they do the finals on Monday, but who crushed kind of the initial round is, is a kid called Bobby Witt Jr. And so I remember his father. Yeah, father played for the Rangers, I believe. A California Angels starter. Okay, um, he might have been with the Rangers too. Uh, but but Bobby Witt Jr. Most people agree he's going to be the number one pick in this next year's uh, uh, draft. And so now it's kind of like quit for wit, the type of thing, like suck for luck. Now we got quit for wit. Quit for wit. All right. Yeah. Or there's another more slightly adult version of that. Um, but <laughs> but, but uh, I, I still, I, you know, it'd be classic Orioles to lose 110 games and still not have the worst record in baseball because the Royals are so awful. It's. They're just as bad the Orioles. So there's going to be a nice race for the worst record in baseball with the Royals and the Orioles. Here we go again, right? It's like it's it's like right. it's over again. It's like, like now, 2014 all over again, Royals and Orioles. 
That's a good point. At this point, do you fire Buck if he starts to win? Yeah, I think you want him to lose. But yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be it's going to be interesting to watch. But thankfully, we get to play the Yankees and the Red Sox a bunch more, right. and so they get to beat us, beat up. Unless we keep on beating the Yankees, yeah. like we tend to own the, the Yankees. The Red Sox have had an unbelievable week. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's get to some of the the trade talk. Um, latest updates on Manny Machado. He's still here. I guess he's going to play in the All Star game as Norrell, right? That sounds like that's going to happen. I guess. Do you yeah. think that's risky? I, I that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, at this like, point, why? Why even point, bother? If I'm if I have a deal, I can see. Here's what I see. I see Peter Angelos being stubborn enough to have a deal all in place, but not approve it until after the All Star game. Sure. So that he has an Oriole on the All Star game. When you're Machado as an Oriole. When you're at this point, sure. Right. If this was a week ago, I would say that's ridiculous could, and stupid. But at this I could point, I'm okay. A few days ago, being that way. Okay. But, but could you imagine if Manny Machado hurt himself at the All Star game? The, the chance, that that would yeah. be so Orioles. It would be. It would be. It would totally be Orioles. It would not. That's beyond Orioles. That'd be beyond Orioles. But I think the chances are so small. What he'll play for like two innings. You see, they pulled him out of the game today after the rain delay, and he was seen on the bench in a sweatshirt. Yeah. Well, you, and what was your first thought? Oh, he's traded. Yeah. If I was at the stadium game and I saw that, I would immediately say, "Oh, he's traded." Yeah. So Orioles. He wasn't traded. They're just not risking it. And Buck even made comments afterwards about how Buck won't talk about trading Machado, but he made it clear that that that's why he was being benched. Yeah, and, for safety. And Machado has played. I mean, we it gets lost in all the trade discussion. He's been playing great baseball recently. He had another home run today. A home run and a walk. Scored two two runs. He's crushing the ball. He is he is hot at the perfect time. And I think, and I know it's going to be expensive, and we can talk about what's going to cost another team. But I think whoever gets them, I mean, that's a it's going to be a huge boost for for whatever team gets them, especially the National League, where it's kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember another offensive player, non pitcher, I guess position player, to make this move at the trade deadline that could come in and be as big of an impact as Manny Machado can be to one of these teams. Geraldo Parra, no. <laughs> Jim no. Tomei. No, it's no one that came to Baltimore. I can guarantee you that. Unless uh, you count Tim Hall Beck- of Famer Jim Unless Tomei. you're going with Tim Beckham in that hot streak he had last season. Yeah, that was impressive for him. Baltimore, month. that was impressive. We thought we got a steal. Update, fast forward. He's now batting 206 this year. Right. <laughs> An update, it was Mike Witt who pitched for the Angels, not Bobby Witt. Okay. I, I hate when I make mistakes like that, so I need to correct myself. But same name, an understandable mistake. Yeah, Mike and Bobby. Pitched yeah. around the same time. Uh, are they, I guess no no relation, I guess. I'm looking into it. All right. Bert's <laughs> on it. Because Bobby Witt Jr.'s dad did play in, in baseball. Yeah, he was with the Rangers. You were right. Okay. Credit where credit is due. Thank you. You're welcome. Had to pull it out of you, though. I feel like at this point on the Manny Machado stuff, yeah, we it, rather than betting on what team he's going to go play with because we've got it narrowed down to Dodgers, Brewers, Phillies. Um, it sounds like the Yankees and Red Sox are out. Unlikely. But uh, I feel like what we really need to place bets on is who breaks the story first. Is it Ken Rosenthal? Is it Buster <laughs> Only? Or is it a local reporter? It's definitely not going to be a local reporter. Right. My money's on Ken. But I think I think that's the I think that's as fun as what team he's going to go to. Yeah, I don't know if I mean people make a big deal about this, but I don't think anyone really remembers who broke what first, right? No, they don't. They but don't. It but, gets lost in the first five minutes. But if you're a reporter and you tweet something out and don't give credit to that first person, then everyone gets mad. 
Yeah. So a couple of things about the Manny Machado trade. Here's Jerry Krasnick said this 10 hours ago. Um, owner John Middleton has emerged as a driving force in Philly. He's very aggressive and has no reservations about spending money. This is hard to fathom, but I've heard talk. Uh, I, I've talked to people who think he, he might try to sign both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado's free agents this winter. I always think it's good when owners get involved in deals because they do stupid things, <laughs> i.e. Chris, Chris Davis. Davis. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so when you get the owner um, saying to those GM nerds, like, just go out and get this guy. I don't care what it costs. That's what you want to hear. It sounds like, and and again, my expectations for what you get back from Manny, we talked about this last week, like, get, get, give me a top 100 prospect and a couple other guys. My expectations as I'm kind of, as this thing go, go, goes on, my expectations are kind of going up and up and up based on what people are saying and how teams are still being really aggressive with going after Manny Machado. That combined with how well Manny Machado is playing right now, um, my expectations are going up a little bit on this whole Manny Machado deal. Same with Zach Britton. Like Zach Britton is not going to net near a return as Manny Machado, but Zach Britton's playing really well. And I'm telling Zach Britton could be the type of. We've seen in the recent past with Andrew Miller who can come in any inning and dominate. Sure. I mean, I think Zach Britton has that potential to be kind of a stud bullpen arm um, coming out. If you already have a closer, coming out in the 6th or 7th whenever you need him, whenever you need a double play, uh, just bring him out. And it's an automatic thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I think he's going to be a huge get for someone too. And, yeah. And, and that's not something because he struggled coming out of the gate, but he saved back-to-back games today. His fastball has been up there and in, in, in going into the mid and upper 90s. A lot of sync. So it's just been really impressive. So I'm I'm excited for the potential return on an Adam Jones. I'm sorry, on a Manny Machado and a Zach Britton. And now we have talked about Adam Jones possibly. And now we're talking about, okay, now we could do – now this is a rebuild. And now, and, and now we could really right. get, get some prospects that could get me excited. If we can trade Adam Jones, Zach Britton, and Manny Machado. And then you're also throwing in there guys like – Brad Brock, Miguel Givens, Michael Givens, Ma- yeah, Michael. What did I say, Miguel, Michael yeah. Givens. Uh, like you were saying earlier, Mark Trumbo. If you can trade some of these secondary level guys, yeah, with Zach Britton leaving and Brad Brock leaving, and your bullpen kind of having some holes, uh, you don't know what the O'Day situation is with the injury. Will right. O'Day ever come back? You, uh, Blyer will come back next year, hopefully. This fry guy looks has looked pretty good. Yeah, but with all that, with all these, all these holes, do you think like Mike Michael Givens is still in a contract till twenty twenty two? It's not like he's going away right. next year. Um, does this make you kind of want to hold on to Michael Givens because you're losing so many guys in the bullpen? If you think you can be competitive at all within the next two or three years, he will still be on this team in two or three years. So does that make you kind of hold on to Michael Givens? Maybe not to me because the one thing that the Orioles have done really, really well in the past five years is bullpen management. And bringing up guys and getting guys to work well in those short spurts in the bullpen. So I, I feel like we'll be okay there. I think we have much bigger needs that I'm not going to – I'm not going to – if there's a decent offer for Givens, I'm not going to hold on to him and try to rebuild other parts and then hope I have him. It's like why would you hold on to your guy if, if, if you want Givens to be your closer? Why would you hold on to him to be your closer if you don't have a team good enough to get you into that position that you need a closer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. And I think he's a bit of an – I mean, I think for other teams, he's a really intriguing arm with the kind of stuff he has. I don't think he's been great this year. Like, I think you could make an argument, hey, Michael Gibbons is going to be better. 
And so if we hold on to him, maybe next year he's even he has a really good year because he's not having a great year this yeah. year. Then maybe next year I'd like to trade him when he's his value maybe is a little bit higher. I don't know. Um, I think you should definitely be open to it, but I don't think you should trade him away. No, I think you would trade nothing. him away if there's if one of these teams that's making a push needs a late in and bullpen guy. You you've got this option you can trade him, but yeah, you don't just dump him. Um. Adam Jones, how do you guys feel about there's talk it came out this week Adam Jones possible to the Cleveland Indians. Uh um, a link are you guys okay with Adam Jones being traded here? You probably won't get a lot back for him. Are we Adam, still okay with it? Yes. I'm excited for Adam Jones. Like I want Adam Jones traded to one of these teams making a push for the World Series because I want Adam Jones to have a chance to win a ring. And then I want I, at the same time I want this offseason Adam Jones re-signed in Baltimore to play right field. It's clear that he is time. He's no longer a center fielder. Hopefully, leaving Baltimore and going to one of these other clubs will allow him to like deal with and reckon with the fact that he's not a center fielder anymore. I'm not going to tell him. Are you going to tell him? I'm not going to be the no, guy to tell no, him. No, that's why we got to trade him. We got to trade him so that some guy in Cleveland can say, "Hey, you're not a center fielder anymore." Um. And I would love to see him go out there, get the chance to win a World Series, and then come back to Baltimore. And I also know that once Manny's gone, I'm kind of done with Manny. I've kind of checked out on Manny anyway as the season has gone on. Yeah, because we're not allowed to have good players. Right. Where when Adam Jones leaves, whatever team Adam Jones goes to, that's the team I'm rooting for (laughs) to win the World Series this year. What if he goes to Boston? He's not going to Boston. He's not going to New York. I'm confident about that. But if he goes to Cleveland, if he goes to Atlanta, if he goes, uh, I don't know, what else, Milwaukee, any of these other teams that are on the bubble teams, Phillies, those are the teams I'm rooting for, and specifically because of Adam Jones. But if he goes to a team that's good and makes it to the playoffs and maybe even wins the World Series. Yeah, he might not come back. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I would say oh, I'd definitely I, trade him. But he, I, he's not. They're not going to re-sign him. I would say if he gets a ring, there's even a if they argu- trade him, they're not going to. There's re-sign a better him. argument to be made that they have a chance of resigning him if he gets a ring. I think so too. Yes. It, Where if he doesn't, he's still. He's but why old. is he part of the future of this team? Or he's just going to play an outfield position while we get a real outfielder? I would. I'd love to have his veteran presence in right field in the clubhouse to help mentor these upcoming rookies. My response is essentially the same. I just like him. Yeah, yeah, and it probably you're right. It probably like not, guys. It's not best for a rebuild to bring in a 33 year old veteran outfielder. Agreed, but, <laughs> but I like him. Right, I like him too. Right, but it, but we've already uh, settled for the fact that the team is terrible. They're going to have to rebuild. They're going to trade away their best players. We're stuck with Chris Davis and Mark Tromo for the next few years. Why make it any worse? And Adam Jones isn't part of the solution. In yeah. my opinion, right. you got enough veteran leadership that we can't get rid of. Why resign another one? Yeah, I don't know how to quantify veteran leadership, but I do think as going back to Adam Jones being traded, his numbers aren't great. He's not a great outfielder, but I think what he brings leadership-wise and kind of veteran experience that if another team feels like they have a because there's a lot of teams out there with a bunch of young players, uh, and if I'm looking if I'm looking for a guy who kind of to be that veteran le- leader who maybe I could get for for not a lot, um, I feel like Adam Jones would be a great fit for someone. Right. I don't know what team that is. And that, that leadership thing is something that we can never see because that's in Clubhouse. We just see what leaks out. We always heard J.J. Hardy was such a great leader that J.J. Hardy managed that infield like no one else. Yeah, apparently that, he did too because yeah, everything went to hang out when he left. All the evidence shows that was true. 
But uh, that's something that we never see. We were always told about how Matt Wieters handles the pitching staff. And I, I feel the same about Adam Jones. That I don't hear that about Chris Davis and his great veteran in the clubhouse. We don't hear that in great leadership. We don't hear that about him. We don't hear that about Mark Trumbo. We've heard it a lot about Adam Jones. I would argue that young talent, young guys coming up, could learn a lot more from Chris Davis in just not what not to do. <laughs> what not to do, yeah. <laughs> they could learn more from Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo than they'll ever learn from Adam Jones. Yeah. I don't know. Chris Davis is, here's how you make a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. But remember. But you have to get to that level first, and yeah. then you get paid. So I'd love to have a bunch of guys get to that level and then we've le- hopefully learned our lesson to get rid of him and not re-sign him for ridiculous contracts. But, re- but remember, as much as Adam Jones loves San Diego, as much as his favorite place in Baltimore is BWI, <laughs> we've been down that path, he oh, yeah. also married into a family from Baltimore. Oh, yeah, so, does it. Tell him the community. So he's yeah, yeah. very he's involved in very this community. very invested in Baltimore. I could see him as a guy who, after his playing career, ends up in Baltimore. I could see Adam Jones being the guy at... at Camden Yards, hanging out, doing the little community things. Um, I could even see him coming back and being Wayne Kirby's replacement. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love the idea of a guy staying with the team. Even if you trade him, going back and kind of staying with his team the entire career. And I know he started with the Mariners, and if we trade him, it'll be a little but, – but essentially playing your whole career at one team. Right. I'm, I'm old-fashioned like that. I think that's, right. that's like pretty I, awesome. I remember we had a thing where, like, Andrew Miller – tried the Yankees tried to do that with Andrew Miller, and Andrew Miller took offense by that. I, I don't think I think Adam Jones would understand. Hey, we want you to win a ring as much as you want to win a ring, and uh, go out and there and do it. Yeah. Um, going back to Manny Machado, your guys' thoughts on? We didn't talk about this because I think it happened right after the show. Manny Machado liked a, an Instagram. So there was an Instagram picture put <laughs> out there of what was this of photoshop Manny, of Manny Machado photoshopped into a Yankee uniform and and what his wife's Instagram account or whatever liked it no Manny Machado's Instagram account liked it yeah but gave it, was, it a heart but we don't know if Manny Machado runs that thing that that Instagram we had to, Bert and I had this conversation you and I have had this conversation that Instagram account is so much on PR he posted the whole thing about uh LeBron James going to LA does that mean he's going to the Dodgers He's, he's he's all in PR. That Instagram account is PR. He runs that Instagram account like a lot of couples I know have joint email addresses, and it's emasculating, and they shouldn't take a whole lot into that. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but... Do I you know anybody where the husband and wife share an email address? I know Facebook accounts that are shared. I have... Yeah. Don't you think that's a little uh, emasculating? Well, if, it's, if it's a Facebook account, I just assume it's the woman running it. Yeah, or an email. Like... Never mind. I, I, we don't have to get into it. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> I have just think any it's friends. really weird when a grown man shares an email address with his wife. Like she doesn't trust him to have his own email address. Who, who are you calling out here, Bert? I know. I, if if there are people listening to the show, they know who they are because they have email addresses shared with their wives, and it's weird. <laughs> I get that's a little bit weird, but there are things do you, do like you put in the subject line, not for your wife to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there there are some things like maybe they have separate accounts, but there's some things like kids at school or whatever where they want the email just to go to one account that's that they giving share. them too much of the benefit of the doubt all right <laughs> right yeah and i'll say to the manny machado thing the day before uh his his second to most recent instagram post was about his birthday and the and the message on his birthday was this is machado's instagram account said happy 26th birthday to my handsome husband 
love you more than life itself thank you for being thank you for being you and for being the best you could be love you Teddy Graham, uh, Teddy Bear emoji. <laughs> Teddy Graham emoji. I love Teddy Grahams. Um, they are great. So, and unless Machado's referring to himself as his own husband, I think that was posted by his wife. So, yeah, his wife runs account. But are we still okay with his wife liking a picture of him in a Yankee uniform? Uh, maybe she just appreciates good Photoshop skills. Where do you think, and we talked about last week where we think he should go and where we would like to see him go. Where do you think Manny Machado wants to go? Somewhere where he's going to win a World Series. Yeah, I think he wants to go to New York. Otherwise, what's the point? I you think, think you think if he could pick any team to go to right now, he would pick the Yankees? Any team? Houston any. Astros. Because the Yankees, I don't know what they would do with the infield, but they it might, he might move him to third base. I think he's going. I think wherever he goes, he's playing third base. Oh, no. no. Unless he goes no, to the no, Brewers. No. no, 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 no. I guess the Brewers, the Dodgers. He or the Phillies. Shortstop. I think with the Phillies, he's playing short, too. Yeah, maybe so. The you're, guy you're Crawford right. is New not York, that good. he's playing third base. I would say that's, that's I I I wish I loved my wife as much as he loves shortstop. <laughs> I mean his his it's kind of a little bit weird, right? His yeah. his, his obsession. obsession with shortstop. Well, he sees himself as a shortstop who's been playing out who's been playing out of position for all these years. And I mean, he, other than a pitcher, it's the most prestigious position I, in the field. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's true. But then I was thinking about it. Like if you think about superstars in baseball. It's hard for me to go through shortstop superstars. It's easier to go by Arenado, Chris Bryant. Like it's easier to name. I feel like third base superstars as opposed to shortstop superstars. I don't know. It reminds me of like the old Donaldson, Mustakis. You know, like the guy in his late thirties who's still playing with his band, still thinks his band's going to get signed one day. Sounds like he's talking about somebody he knows. No, I'm not, no, this is no, this is no one I know. <laughs> this is a show where we uh, we, we discreetly we throw shade. out our friends. <laughs> we throw shade at all right. our friends. Yeah, you know, that that hey, it's this show's gonna have to have something after Manny Machado's gone. <laughs> so be nice to us, or we'll call you out. So, just I want to wrap up the Manny Machado talk here. At this point, what are our expectations for what Manny's going to return? Where is he going to go? When will he go? What will we get back? Because I want to be able to assess this afterwards and not and not hear Josh say, oh, I knew this. I'm okay with this. I knew this was going to happen. Like, what would make you happy? What would make you upset as we as we trade Manny Machado here? Um, my, my anticipation going into this is whoever we get for him, I will have never heard of him before. But I'm going to have to hear from a bunch of people who say, oh, I've been following his career my whole life. I, I know exactly about this guy. I'm not, I'd, I'll be like, cool. I'll see him in three years. Yeah. That's what I think. So uh, it won't matter to me. I have no expectations because it's not going to return immediate results. Do you think, because there's a lot of talk about, are the Orioles competent enough to pull off this deal given the dysfunction in the warehouse? Yeah. yeah. History would tell you no. I, do, do you expect other people, like let's people who are experts, you know, great trades and say this is a good trade. Do you expect the Orioles to be successful with this trade or do you think this is going to be a, 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 I don't know. Are they going to crap the bed here with this trade? It's a hard trade to screw up. It's yes. a hard it's hard to screw up. You're not gonna get nothing back. Right. Right. I I my expectations is that our our farm system sucks so bad that we get back one guy who immediately becomes our number one prospect. Mm, at least number two. Yeah. I think Ryan Mountcastle has pretty much solidified himself as number one. All right, then fine. Then I'll go with the number two that we get a number two prospect as far as our organization's concerned. Yeah. And then some other guys that have a decent upside i could see a mlb commentator saying uh his 
opinion on the trade, whatever it goes down. Great trade. Orioles got a lot of talent. These guys are great ball players, but somehow they'll find a way right. to screw it up. Right. Hopefully the Orioles don't ruin these arms. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. This is just funny, but I saw Fangraphs did the new top 50 prospects or top 100 prospects. I don't know. And 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 Ryan Mountcastle was on there. I think like 34 or something. Hey. But a couple spots below him was a pitcher for the Dodgers called Dustin May. Mm-hmm. And they do upside, like you know why this is gonna why he'll be great, and then like potential downside why it could not work out for this prospect. And for Dustin May, the potential downside literally said it's possible he could get traded to to the Orioles. <laughs> 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 like that was the downside of him, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's yeah. uh, that's a lot of truth to that. So, I guess my like I said before, my expectations as this goes further along, kind of my expectations go up and up and up because I keep on reading these tweets saying how this team's being super aggressive or this team wants to make a splash or this team really wants to get Manny. They're at the ten yard line. Yeah, and when it becomes more than one team who wants to make a splash, it just it gets me a little bit excited because then you could have this, um, you know, the the this this this, this battle. And the price goes up when these teams battle. And I like Dan Duquette a lot making trades. I do worry about, okay, Dan Duquette, Dan Duquette approves it. He loves it. Then all of a sudden you go to Peter Angelos or you go to um, Brady Anderson or you go to Don Angelos, whoever else you go to. And they say, oh, I, I don't want to do it. I want this other guy. Right? Because they, they all have specific guys in mind. Right. What if Brady Anderson's guy or John Angelos's guy or Dan Duquette's guy doesn't line up? And then other teams kind of get fed up and they move on. Like, that's my worst well, fear. Or what we keep hearing, I think we've heard it with the Brewers, I think we've heard it with the Phillies and Yankees, is they made a great, a good offer to the Orioles, but the guy the Orioles are asking for, they're not parting with. Right. right. And I think that's what we keep hearing. Is And is that the Orioles over-exaggerating what they can get back? Yeah, or is that the Orioles trying to wait out for the guy they want? Which right. is, right. At, at this point, when you have multiple teams, you can wait up for the guy you want. Um. Yeah, I guess I, I'm looking. I just pulled up the top 30 prospects for the Orioles. And you look at Ryan Mountcastle, number one, and then Austin Hayes, Hunter Harvey, number two and three. Both of them have been hurt all year pretty much. Um, and then you get down into to DL, DL Hall, Cedric Mullins. What I want is I want to see, all right, I'm okay. I'm okay with Ryan Mountcastle, number one. And I'm even okay with, with two and three, though. I think we can get guys better than Austin Hayes and Hunter Harvey. But I want to see my top ten. I want to see like two or three new guys on there. I want to see two or three new prospects on my top ten yeah, that I'm, would be I'm on my top ten. List. You mean with, from just the Machado trade, or you mean when we're done with Machado, Britain? Oh, I mean, Jones? I mean just from the Machado trade. You want three top ten? Yeah, like or if, an Orioles prospect. If, if you our top ten, our top ten. See, I was I was hoping for one. Yeah, and so I want a top one hundred guy, and that top one hundred guy would go immediately to our number two best prospect. Right. And then outside of that, if you can give me another couple guys that'll make our top ten, and again, like our top ten includes Alex Wells and Cody Sedlock, who's been terrible. Right. Um, gotcha. And Brian, uh, Brennan Hanafy, who I think the jury's still out on. So I don't think, like, I think our, our top 10 is not. I mean, number 11 is Chris Lee. You got to be better than Chris Lee at number 11. And I think Chris Lee is kind of a bum. So I don't think that's too hard to do. Okay. Um, so I mean, that would be great. That'd be great. And that's where then you hope that some of those other guys fill in when you make other moves. And then you, what I want is I want to be able to, on August 1st, look at the Orioles organization. And see a plan, even if it's a plan that's five years from now, to see that that. Oh man, stop! Five years. That that's gonna that's gonna mean Buck and Dan are gone by August because they're not part of the plan. 
Right. I don't think not. you're going to see that plan until uh, no, November, but, December. I want to see any of these guys that you trade for Adam for Manny Machado now. You're planning on those guys getting up into the big leagues in five years. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, like the, the the Yankees, the guy that the Orioles want from the Yankees is a guy named Justice Sheffield, yeah. who's in AAA right now right. and could immediately be a starting pitcher for the Orioles. Sure. And so that's not a five year. And and, and any guy, like you would no, do I'm, a five year, you're trading 18 year olds. Oh, you're saying I'm going too far with five years? Yeah, I, I think we're talking about three years. That would be awesome. Three years would be even better. I was trying to give him a little bit more time to develop, assuming that every pitcher we bring in is going to need Tommy John. Yeah, well, I think you have to circle kind of, and this is why I said the Michael Gibbons thing is interesting because that's kind of right at the timeline. But I'm circling on my calendar. I'm circling 2021 as being co- 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 competitive again. And if guys aren't signed through 2021, like a Jonathan Scope or like a, uh, uh, a Kevin Gossman, then then my deal is to either trade them or sign them to extensions so we can get to that 2021 deal. But again, it that's like we don't know because we don't know is Ryan Mountcastle going to develop into a star hitter right. like a lot of people think he is? Is Hunter Harvey ever going to be healthy? Um, and so all these questions we got to kind of wait and see. find a way to see. get rid of Chris Davis by 2021? Yeah, but the horrifying, the horrifying things, thing, thing is even if we make the perfect trades – it doesn't guarantee we'll be competitive in 2021 or 2022 right. or 22. It takes a lot of luck. It takes a lot of luck. It takes a lot of things going going your way. Um, everyone talks about how the Houston Astros did it, but people leave out that the Houston Astros also got extremely lucky with guys like Altuve. They also got uh, uh, they also got really aggressive going on and get like Justin Verlander, who's their best pitcher now. They they went out and got him. So it's 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 it doesn't just happen. Um, there's a reason we spent so many years, 14 years in the dark ages. Uh, because it's hard to rebuild. It doesn't right. just happen because you get a bunch of prospects. But I really don't think we're going back into 14 years. There's I, a lot of people who think I we are. I can't believe that. I refuse as a fan to believe that. Right. I can't. I, I could not be a fan and think that. I just right. can't. Uh, Remember going through those dark ages. We always thought this was the year they turned it around. Yeah. Every preseason, <laughs> the cavalry's coming. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but that's, but this is a unique year because this is the only chance you have to get a bunch of prospects back. Right. Next year, you're not going to have the opportunity because you're not well, going to have... And, and a high-level draft pick yeah. as well. Yeah. Because you're 40 games under under uh, out of it right now. Yeah, so hopefully we're sitting here next year around this time. We we got Bobby Witt Jr. with the number one pick of the draft. Um, also, based on these other prospects we're getting back, and we can talk about a, a good farm system. Because right now, I think we're to a middle, middle of the road to below average farm system. You hope you end all these trades with a b- above average farm system. And that's asking a lot, but that's, I think, what the world should have in mind. And then let's see what happens with these young players. Let's see if Cedric Mullins is real. I don't know if Cedric Mullins is, is leg- legit or not. I don't know if Austin Hayes, who will, like went blew up and then this year has disappeared with injuries. Yeah. Um, is Hunter Harvey, will he ever pitch? So there's so many right. question marks in this farm system that it's hard to even say where we'll be next year or in two years or in three and years. And that's why I want to see a little bit of them this year. Yeah, I think that's, that's the reason to see Cedric Mullins. Is Cedric Mullins a guy you can build your outfield around? Can he be your center fielder for the next seven years? We don't yeah. know that. I have the same. Is DJ Stewart out for the season? No, DJ Stewart's good. He's, he's playing. Good. Yeah. All right, he's a guy I want to see again this season because I, I have a whole lot of questions about DJ Stewart. Yeah, I think he yeah. doesn't. When I, the eyeball test doesn't tell me that he's a competent outfielder for the Orioles. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, he's a guy who's going to hit 250, but also like walks every game. I mean, he's right. So he, he seems to be an on-base machine, but but can he hit enough and can he play a good enough outfield to to stick? 
as a right fielder. We don't know. Like, there's just so many question marks looking at the Mariners. And but the good news is, I think if you wanted to talk about good news in the farm system, besides Hunter Harvey, all our best pitchers are in single A, which I actually think is a good thing. And maybe also outside Keegan Aiken, because as we rebuild, these young players are going to start progressing. And if you want to compete in three years, that's when they'll be ready to, to, right. to hit the majors. And that's, it's the Calvary 2020. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, we saw this. That's what we tried to do many years ago with bringing these guys up all at the same time. Yeah. It didn't work then. Yeah. Let's hope it works this time. And now you got Michael Bowman, you got Cameron Bishop, right. Zach Luther, D.L. Hall. All these guys are going to. The plan hopefully is, is a solid plan. But your but the plan is all based on these guys being good, yeah. Which you never really know. Sure, especially with the Orioles. Right, the Orioles have not proven that they can do this, and a large part of it's going to play into who's going to be the manager, who's going to be the general manager running the team. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you got to fill in the pieces, because otherwise those guys will come up, and it's still going to be Chris Davis playing first base. Right. Well, and that's why this off this whole year, this off season's huge for the Orioles. Outside of the what they're handling now with Machado, what they do with uh, draft picks, what they do with the warehouse as far as Duquette and Buck this offseason. They've got to get this Masson stuff dealt with this offseason. They've got to put that to bed, get that to rest at some point soon. They so gotta, then, we know, then we know financially what type of team we are. they got to get this whole – because they said they want to get back in the international market. They need to get they there, get the scouts and, and get the infrastructure there. Um, this free this off season is going to be. I, I expect us to sign no one. <laughs> I expect us to maybe do a one year deal with some veterans, hoping you can trade them to the deadline. But I expect them to to really make no no free agent signings. I, I think, think it'd be interesting to see. I think we'll see a lot about the Orioles' plans based on how they act this off season. Here's one. I think this off season is where you see control handed from Peter to John, and it might even be the sale of the team from Peter to John. That it gets passed down this off season. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I mean, have no way. To, I have no way to know that. <laughs> and, and I don't know uh, what that, evidence you're using to say that. I have no way to know that. I think and I'm not sure how much of a difference that would even make. Yeah, it's true. I think it does make a difference. Not in this off season. It's not. No, but if for long term yeah. stuff. And but I think he'll be we, dead long term. So much. Uh, but I think we set so much up that that I think. Where we've seen John take more control that this off season, we really see that come come to fruition. John Angelos is like Prince Charles waiting for Queen Elizabeth to die, and he, and she's still spry. But <laughs> it ain't happening. I don't think Prince Charles still becomes spry. king. Yes, he does. You sure about that? Prince Charles becomes the king of England when the queen dies. What about the other? He's prince? the next in succession. Who's the other prince? Prince William is his son. Yeah. He's second in no, succession. No, but he's his brother. Uh, that that's not the way it works. Okay. Charles has a brother, but the next in succession is his son, William, Prince William. How did this brother get chosen? Because he he's the firstborn. Charles is the firstborn. Oh, uh, yeah. Firstborn. To and the it's best. changed. The rules have changed since then. I mean, I don't want to get into a big You guys want to. Yeah, just let me know when you guys want to talk about America again. And I was base, just in America's London. pastime baseball. I'm all about the royal family. Uh, you want to talk about the World Cup next? Go ahead, Bert. You know what? Terry used to be fourth in succession, but then. Prince William started having all those babies, and all of a sudden, his three babies are next in succession before Harry and his American bride, Meghan Middleton. Yeah, well, I come from a country where you can or respect Meghan Markle. Sorry, I'm getting the I'm getting the princesses mixed up. Where you get respect from, working, from picking yourself up by the bootstraps and working hard, and you make your own royalty, right? Brooks Robinson was not 
born to a great family. He worked his butt off to become Oro's ro- 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 royalty. That's what I'm and talking about. And he still doesn't live in a castle, I bet. Yeah, so these castles give me nonsense. Are they afraid that some knights with with um, jousts are going to come and attack the castle with bows and arrows? 800 years ago they were. Yeah. Give me a break. Tanner Scott got his first win today. <laughs> That's good for Tanner Scott. <laughs> that was the yeah. uh, official's decision, right? That's what I read. Statistically, the win could have gone either way, but the official gets to make a decision on who gets the win. Oh, is that true? Yeah, and that Tanner, Tanner got the win. Congratulations, friend of the show. Yeah, well, that's the the pitching totals were. Yeah, he pitched. It's weird because he pitched the the fewest innings or the fewest. He got the fewest outs of anybody. He got two outs, where Wright Junior got three outs. Castro started the game and got two. He went two and two thirds. Fry got an in and two thirds. Got the hold. And then Britain got it, got it, got an inning. But I guess it's when he pitched that that got Scott the the, the, yeah. the two outs. Congratulations, Tanner Scott! You've earned your first meaningless stat. Yeah, probably uh, not his first. You know, he's, I'm sure he's got other meaningless <laughs> stats. Um, <laughs> sure, he's got some woobles on there. So, but I expect like to the Tan- Tanner Scott. That could be a, a guy who's again a guy we don't know about, but a guy who could be a potential. Um, right, that could be that Gibbons Britain Brock replacement. Yeah, he, he could be a, a piece there. He could be a uh, piece there. Castro looked pretty bad today. Do we still think he's got a spot in this rotation in you, the future? Here's an interesting question. Castro went two and two-thirds innings, gave up only one hit. St- impressive enough. Started the game with three walks and a grand slam. That one hit was a grand slam home uh, run. Oh, yeah. He, he gave up three walks. Um, who would have had a better line? Two and two-thirds, one hit, four runs, three walks, two strikeouts, and a home run. Who would have had a better line? That line, or if Chris Tillman would have made the start, would his line have been better than Miguel Castro's today? Would McCull- would Chris Tillman gone to more than two and two thirds inning? I think Tillman would have gone deeper, maybe given up more runs, but gone deeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, like, is Castro a future starter? No. Is Mike Wright Jr. a future starter? No. Is Chris Tillman a future starter? No. Like all the answers to these questions David are no. Is no. David Hess? I think no. Uh, and so, who is the guy? Jeffrey Ramirez seems to be, or Jeffrey Ramirez, I'm yeah, sorry. He's he, he seems to be, good. yeah, he seems to be good. Um, but so was David Hess the first couple starts. You got yeah, to yeah. get like six starts in yeah, to really tell. And that's why it's important to, 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 to give these guys a chance because you're looking, all these guys are playing for next year. Um, like the, the, this notion that players don't care, players aren't trying is ridiculous, right? Because these all these players are playing for their careers next year. Well, especially those young guys. Yeah, especially your young guys are the, the semi-veterans who never really made it, like Mike Wright Jr. Right, right. You got and then you got a guy like Chris Davis who is pr- playing to try not to embarrass himself even more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to look up. Let me look up. Uh, Chris Tillman pitched today, right, for for, yes. for Norfolk? Any yeah, any word on how he did? I saw it earlier. I think it was like six innings. Oh, really? Let me uh, do the old box score for the Norfolk Tides here. Um, oh, look. the We're playing the Gwinnett. I don't know who they are. Uh, Fish? Uh, yeah, but who are they an affiliate for? I don't know. But they have Xavier Avery in their right field. Remember him? Oh, Xavier yeah. Avery. Good, good for him. Xavier Avery. Uh, Cedric Mullins had another hit today, which is good to see. Um, and Chris Tillman, five and a third, eight hits, two runs, three strikeouts. Oh, crap. That might have been good enough for him to They say, hey, this guy's ready. Right. <laughs> Tillman, we'll see you next week. What's, what's the deal? This is like the epitome of everything that's wrong with the Orioles, I feel like. 
What's why? Why keep him? What is this? What What are we doing here? What why, are you trying to prove? Why is he getting? He's on his one year deal. Yeah. The season's lost. Like, what's the point of even having him come back? What's the point of even giving him rehab starts? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Why is he taking starts away from some twenty two year old kid that's trying to make the team legitimately? Yeah. Or even a twenty two year old who's not making the team, making minimum wage. Like, who cares? I'd rather watch that guy pitch than why, why is Chris Tillman out there? I don't understand that. That's a good question. Anybody in the chat room? No, nobody <laughs> Nobody knows the answer to that. It's the same reason with, at least for Rasmus, he came up and said, what am I doing here? Let me go home. Yeah. That's what Tillman needs to do. Yeah, he should He should just not show up to work one day. And He's say, hey, made his home. money. He had a decent contract. Time to go home. Yeah. Time to go home. I agree. Chris Tillman, why are you here? Uh, go home. Though I guess he's he's getting paid, so why would he go home? And uh, yes, and part of it is this is guys, why you fire people because they'll stay forever right. and, and 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 take your money, right? Because they get paid to play a game. They enjoy playing baseball. Yeah. Uh, speaking of retiring, Steve Johnson retired today. No kidding. He, you know what his final uh, record was as a major league pitcher? No. Six and one. Hey, it's not bad. Take that no, out for the kids. That sounds good. I was at Steve Johnson's first start for the Orioles. His, his, his debut. I was I, there. I've praised Steve Johnson many times in the, to these microphones. Yeah, yeah. He was he was uh, one of your guys starting episode one of this show five years ago. That I thought Steve Johnson was going to turn it around. Yeah, or that he or was that he was go- he was uh, the future. He was going to be a starter in an Orioles postseason game. <laughs> Is that, was that my prediction? I believe that sounds about that, right. That sounds that sounds like it. I really sounds like, like Steve Josh Johnson. would say. He could not throw the ball hard, but he, I enjoyed watching him pitch. Yeah. And I enjoyed his father reading the Mars ads to me. Well, that will continue outside of Mars, whatever the new grocery store is. He, he had, uh, Dave Johnson, was uh, he was on the radio today, along with Joe Angel. I, we should have a converse, a ranking of who we like for our color guys. but we got to oh, have some to talk about the rest of right. the season. Yeah, <laughs> that's, we'll put that on the burner. But we all agree with Ben McDonald, right, as the best. I like Ben McDonald. I like Dave Johnson a lot. Calling the games. I also like Greg Olson a lot. I, I like Greg Olson. I like the Otter. Yeah. I think Ben McDonald might be the best. I might be with you guys. Um, but I would put him Ben McDonald, Greg Olson, and Dave Johnson. I could listen to any of those three guys and be cool with it. <laughs> How about Dempsey? No. I, I don't <laughs> want Dempsey. I don't want Jim Hunter. Um, I, I don't want Mike Bordick. I don't want those guys. Palmer? I don't mind Palmer. I don't mind Palmer either. He's not a radio guy, but I don't no, mind No, he's a TV guy, but I still I, I don't I mind I got Palmer. no problem with Palmer. He yeah. calls it like it is. Yeah. Somebody needs to. Yeah. I, my favorite Palmer is when he doesn't call the games and he's posting from, like, his couch. That's my favorite Palmer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else for the good of the cause before we get out of here? Yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys if we could be real with our listeners for a minute. Okay. Let's be real. I, I I'm already nervous. How much how much Orioles baseball are you watching or listening to on a weekly basis right now? Going into the All Star break 2018, where's Matt Burton Josh on the uh, Orioles think, support? Uh, it's, this is a great question. I think it's pretty sad because when when's the last game at Camden Yards we attended? Mine was night at the yard. Is that the same for you guys? No, we no. went this week. Yeah, we went this week. You guys went. Yeah, Monday, I went this week. While I was away, we went. Yeah. We went to the doubleheader. You got? Did you still go for both games? We we, we came late came and late left early. And left early. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so two games. We went to two games this week. Uh, if, if, if. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we that's a lot games. of support, guys. Yeah. Good for you. Um, actually, I think it's kind of sad that I still watch every game. You do? 
Not every inning of every game, but I've turned on every single game for at least a few innings. Wow. Yeah, I've listened to part of every game, but I, I just kind of it's, – it's become background radio for me sure. right. as I'm doing other stuff. Right. And I, I'm still on social media and the MLB app keeping track of every game. Mm-hmm. It's just not appointment television. I just happen to – I don't like – TV, so I turn on the TV and turn on the Oriole game. I don't know what else to do with my life. Yeah. I'm a little obsessive. I gotta confess, though. I've been a little bit obsessive with the Manny Machado trade updates, with the refresh on Twitter. Oh, sure. Oh, right. searching Manny Machado's You're name. You're not alone. I've been a little obsessive with it. And Me I don't too. know why, because when he gets traded, I'll get like five text, text, text messages, right. and then I'll look and I'll find out. Like, why, why do I need to know the no. second it happens? You're I don't right. know. But need, I'm obsessive with it. Which reminds me, I need a Twitter expert. I've been trying to figure this out for a week. How do I set my phone to just start buzzing and going crazy whenever someone tweets, Orioles traded. <laughs> That's all I need. I think you can make it so certain reporters, right? So yeah, Ken yeah. Rosenthal becomes I guess, I guess I should just have Ken Rosenthal, all of his crap come to my You phone. know it'll come up as soon as that happens. He'll be one of the first. guys. Yeah, I, but we'll find out like the minute it happens. I, yeah, yeah. We'll get text messages. I purchased so. a new microphone this week. Because Matt has my portable microphone, I do. and I, and I Oops, needed good old snowball. I needed a microphone in my office for whenever this trade goes down. That's all that, yeah. Because we've got we've got to hop online. Whether I assume Bert, you'll join us from from uh, Disney World. Oh, I guess I got to bring my microphone and my camera. Yeah, yeah you, you got to take that stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you're on, from Pirates of the Caribbean right, again, if, exactly. If you're on a ride and Manny Machado's traded. You're going to get on the, on the we, phone. We want you to react to these three players you never heard of before. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'll be like, okay, uh, this is uh, Travis Snyder 2.0, like Corrado Paro. Was. Little lunchbox, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I need to tell you guys, but I've regressed to just getting the push notifications anytime there's a score change. And I think that's a lot that's of it. Baltimore right now. That is it. And I've contemplated just turning that off because it gets annoying when the other teams are constantly scoring. Are you guys going to be more likely to watch when Cedric Mullins is up, when yes. these other guys are caught up and, and Jones I'm and excited Machado? For that, yes. Uh, yeah, but when I will really start watching again is if they will truly finish with the worst record, not only this year, but potentially Ever. in baseball history, I will start cheering for that. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Yeah. Or when they could play the spoilers like 2011. Yes. Who doesn't enjoy that? Yeah, I think that'd be fun. If we can do something to put like the Yankees in a wild card game, I would be about that. Who sure. do we play who do we play the last week of the year? I think it's uh Houston, right? Well, that, we're not going to be able to do any damage to them. But I will I will tune in a lot more I think once Cedric Mullins is here. Cuz it's and something to watch going, for. And and I've followed Cedric Mullins' career. Yeah. And like Fry, I never heard of Fry before this year. I don't know who Fry is. But like Cedric Mullins, like that's a guy who I've kind of seen and DJ Stewart, I've seen and watched sure. him a ton. And so once those guys start coming, I'm going to I'm going to be interested to watch them play. Now, how long that keeps me interested? I'll even go to a game to see them play. Now, how long that lasts where I'm interested to see these young guys like does that cool for a week and then I'm like, "Okay, this sucks again." Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I was just curious. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. And I and though it's fun, it's still fun. Like whenever Manny Machado's up, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. When Manny Machado's up, because up, up he play. yeah, because he hits home runs. Yeah, because it's he's just and I know my time is running out <laughs> to see that. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me sad, and I want to enjoy every moment I can with my Manny before he goes. My Manny, that's gonna be really sad, guys. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's the best player possibly that we've ever seen. Yeah. I know. Just watch his home runs. They're beautiful. Yeah, he made do, a great play you, at shortstop yesterday of uh, coming in on the ball. It was beautiful. Do you hold any grudge 
that the the finances of the team are being wasted on guys that are just bringing it down further and further that we could have been a, a potential re-signee option for him? I don't think we could ever have a chance. We would have. Or that they would, couldn't have done it three years ago and extended him for eight years or something? No, I don't think that was ever a possibility. If we didn't sign Davis, you think we could have signed him? No, I think zero chance. I think he wants to play for a big market. He wants to play in a big city. He wants yeah. to... He wants to be the LeBron James of, of yeah. baseball. I think he's just he's bigger than Baltimore, and I, I I don't think even if we had three hundred million dollars to give him, a week you could argue should a small market team be given a guy three hundred million dollars, but even if we had the money, I don't I don't see him wanting to sign in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe we can sign Bryce Harper instead. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at the good news about the rebuilding is when you're good again outside of Davis. All these other contracts, like Trumbo's contract and O'Day's contract, they'll all be done in three years. Right. O'Day's so are, like your fresh life, contract. Our lifetime is going to be paying for Chris Davis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can go back to the music. Right. <laughs> we didn't get in any World Cup talk for Bert. That's all right. You guys hate soccer. I'm all in on soccer now. Or football, is, as I should call it. Football. I'm all in on football. Do you know how many Instagram followers guys like Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have? Well, they're international, like I know. Superstars. I don't know, like a couple hundred. They like have a few they have three times as many as LeBron James. Oh, they're gonna say as me. No, like one? LeBron James is the biggest American superstar athlete. Has like uh, thirteen million or thirty nine million, whatever it is. And I looked up those other two guys. International soccer stars have like three times as many as LeBron, my which m- is crazy. My mommy has a lot of Twitter followers. Did, has more than my mom. She does have more than us. Did you guys <laughs> lose some Twitter followers this week? I didn't even notice. I never even look at yeah, how many yeah. I had. I, ours, uh, I didn't lose any. No, our accounts were pretty good. But I saw some other. I saw some other Oriole and Raven sites that lost thousands of people this week. Yeah, and people are saying that's because they were paid accounts. I don't think it was necessarily because they were paid. It's just they weren't active users. No. So I think that could have been no, for a variety were, of reasons. They were fake accounts. I don't know. 99% of them were fake accounts that people went on uh, websites and bought them. Hey, wow, if I have, if anything, I feel like I've gotten more. 639, that's a lot for me. I'm not that popular. Hey guys, I'm three away from a thousand. I'm at 997. Wow, congratulations. Three away from a thousand. That's going to be a big deal for me when oh, I get to a thousand. I'm at 11. Take that, mom. You said I could never get a thousand followers on Twitter. Take that. I'm cool now. I'm at 1151. So I'm by far the least popular host of this show. Uh, I think you're just the least active on Twitter. Yeah, probably. Unless you like uh, Disney World and my European Man, vacation. Mom, mom is still at sixteen hundred. Yeah, I haven't you got to you got to wait. You got to catch mommy. <laughs> and she didn't lose any fake ones. I don't know. Those if she are lost legit. any fake ones, but she's still five hundred ahead of me. I Shoot. love that. Uh, we're gonna pass her eventually. Follow, One day. Right. Speaking of Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Help me get to a thousand uh, Twitter help, followers. Help me catch up with my mom. At section three three six, you can follow me. You can follow Bert at Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thanks so much. Thank you guys for everything. Appreciate it.